Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And we're on day two of Met Gala coverage. <laughs> the Met Madness. I feel like it's a week-long thing because so much new stuff keeps coming out and there's always selfies and all that sort of thing that pop up after the event. Yes, exactly. And I'm thriving. I'm just manic <laughs> but thriving. I love that. So that is what we're talking about today because after the white carpet for the Met Gala was all finished yesterday, some viral moments happened, some people are being called out for bad behaviour, but that didn't actually happen. We're going to explain that. And then the after parties, we had some new couples, we had some famous names getting locked out of parties. We're going to go through all that, but first, the entertainment news headline of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So before we get into all the parties and glitz and who was kicked out of what events, we need to talk about something very serious that started today that is going to affect all the TV shows and movies that we watch going forward. So everyone should care about this. It's big news. So the Hollywood writers' strike, this is the second time this has happened in more than 15 years, has kicked off today. So what's happened is the Writers Guild of America has announced that its 11,500 members are just going to stop working from Tuesday of this week after negotiations between their union and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which is the group who represents all the major studios and streaming services, broke down. Now, you're probably thinking... These guys sound like they have a cushy, fun job writing TV shows. What are they upset about? Well, it's all come down to money, and it's actually pretty legitimate. I would be upset as well. It's to do with the residuals, which is like the royalty payments that all screenwriters get. And basically, in the age of streaming, like obviously most people watch things on streaming platforms now, but the way writers get paid for that, and I'm explaining this in a very simplistic way. It's a bit more complicated. We need Just simple for all the gals at home still nursing their Met Gala watching (laughs) hangovers. It's all kind of changed up, but the way writers get paid hasn't caught up with the industry. So basically the way it works, if you write something, it gets sold and made, you get payments for both the broadcast when it gets actually shown like a TV network mm-hmm. live or streaming. But the payments that you get for it streaming live, so if you're watching something like on the night it airs on a network, you get paid a lot more for that. But people's TV habits have changed so much that most people watch them on streaming and so you don't get paid as much for that. So what the writers are saying is that the networks and the streaming services are benefiting off their art, but they're not getting paid for it. Also, password sharing, all that sort of stuff, cracking down yeah. users, there's a lot of stuff happening. So basically, they're all striking and they're not going to produce any content until their terms are met. Now, if you're 
you're thinking, oh, that's not a big deal. 15 years ago, this was a huge deal. It was a bloodbath of TV shows. Heaps of TV shows that were either new or on the precipice were cancelled because they couldn't go forward without script writers. R.I.P. Cashmere Mafia, which was the new <laughs> <laughs> the new Sex in the City. And lots of other shows like Lost and Gossip Girl managed to scrape over the line but with very reduced seasons. And already we're seeing a few things like Saturday Night Live is not going forward, so Pete Davidson's not hosting. A lot of other networks have shut down their shows. Some shows like House of the Dragon, they're saying, okay, we hustled to get the script, so that could mm. possibly go ahead. There's also the chance that actors might strike as well. So it's really messy and it's going to affect TV and movies as we know it because 15 years ago, the roll-on effect was absolutely massive. So we'll keep you updated on that and hopefully their terms are met because if there's one thing we need in this world, it's lots more TV shows and movies. Well, the Met Gala is over for another year, but, you know, the fun keeps on going. <laughs> After the Met Gala, there are viral moments. There are the selfies. Lil Nas X was posting selfies with everyone. Yeah. It was fabulous. And there are, of course, the after parties. So there are a lot of viral moments, including an interview that's been a little misconstrued. Yes. So Saturday Night Live host Chloe Feynman, who's like a really well-known comedian, mimic, all that sort of stuff, was hosting the Vogue live stream. Mm-hmm. And she got like a little bit of hate because people were saying just across the board, she wasn't taking interviews seriously and she didn't sort of seem to be aware who everyone was. I would say that for that, like they had other people on the Vogue different, you know, outlets yeah. and other media who were doing more serious interviews. You only get Chloe Feynman there if you want her to like have it. She's a comedian. Exactly. She's there to lighten it up. And she's mimicked most of the people who were there. So it was like <laughs> actually quite funny. But there was one moment in particular that's gone really viral and the headlines are very much like, the Met Gala's most awkward moment, host caught up in drama. And if you're watching people on TikTok react to it, they were going, oh, my God, biggest drama for the Met Gala. I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. Oh, my God, I can't watch this again. It's so cringe. Oh, my God, she's going to get fired, just like that. And so what this moment was, it was an interview with Chloe, who was chatting to Stella McCartney, Aubrey Plaza and Madeline Klein, and it went down like this. Wow, look at these three lovely ladies. We have Stella McCartney, Madeline Klein, and Audrey Slutburn. Slutburn. Slutburn to you. Well, I'll take it. And uh, now, tell us about this look. It's a look. It's a look. (laughs) And that's about it. And that's it. And this is is Stella McCartney. (laughs) Wow. It's amazing. That's right. Sustainable Stella. McCartney. Great, great. Now, Stella, you took over from Carl Lagerfeld. Are you not taking this seriously? I am. No, I, I'll be more serious. Okay, we can jump I did. Oh my fashion. God, don't do that, do that. No, no, okay. It's, this is, okay. Okay, so a few things happening there. First of all, the only one who's not in on the joke, I think, maybe Madeline Klein. Sweet girl. Very just kind of looking around like she's just amazed she's there. She's all of us at the Met Gala. That's fine. Aubrey Plaza, on the other hand, was doing what she always does at award shows. She was hamming it up. She was giving wild interviews. She was she doing was, the fingers to camera. Yeah, exactly. Like she's there to kind of put on a show and play that wild character. And I'm pretty sure that Stella McCartney, who dressed her and who was there with her, was also very much in on the 
joke. A few people were saying that Chloe wasn't sure who Aubrey Plaza was or had missed up her name or that Aubrey Plaza was playing a bit and Chloe Feynman didn't get it, not realising that they actually know each other quite well. They had worked together on SNL because Aubrey had hosted, but Mm. not only had she hosted, but she did most of her scenes with Chloe and all the promos were of really funny things of them together. And at one part, they just start making out. (laughs) Have you seen that ad? Yeah, I love them. Where she's getting Aubrey to do like funny bits, but she's doing really intense bits from movies and all of a sudden she starts leaning in and Chloe's like, oh my God, what's happening? (laughs) And then they just start making out and then it cuts to a janitor watching. It's so funny. So obviously they knew each other. They were doing a bit. What people are mostly saying is that Stella McCartney was publicly calling Chloe out for not taking it seriously. But I think that was a joke as well. Like it's pretty clear that they were all in this kind of joke together. Stella McCartney's been around for a long time. She's known for having a really like intense sense of humour. She's grown up around famous people. Her best friends were supermodels. Like when she was a student, she had like Naomi Campbell walk in her school fashion parade to like show off her design. She's the daughter of a beetle. She's like, like the she gets ultimate it. nepo. Yeah, she's the ultimate nepo baby. Like, she gets the joke. Oh, totally. And what she goes on to say, she recounts a story about taking over Chloe, the fashion house from Karl Lagerfeld, and how he was like, I always knew they'd get a big name to replace me, but I thought it would be a big name in fashion, not a big name in music. (laughs) Stella says that, and she says it's, like, the funniest thing she'd ever heard, and she really, really loved it. So she's clearly, like, having a good sense of humour. She's having a good time. And also, it was... 100% 100% a bit. I'm sorry, I'm going to sound like an old woman, but these kids on TikTok. They're too earnest. They're too earnest. Their they media the literacy jokes. is so bad. <laughs> yeah, me. Chelsea's really big on God. media literacy. So am I. Usually more so with like Just politics and stuff. Joke. But yeah. Jeez. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. One of the other sort of biggest I don't want to say scandals, but people have turned it into something. Oh, yeah, as people do. It was a bit of a scandal light met, so I think that's why everyone's grasping at, like, fake viral videos and dress things to kind of give it some drama. Yeah, for sure. So there was a dress gate, right? So Olivia Wilde and Margaret Zhang, who is editor-in-chief of Vogue China, they both wore cutout dresses which were inspired by a 83 Lagerfeld design and both reimagined by Chloe. Now, this is a bit of a faux pas because obviously that's the same fashion house and they probably should have communicated. So Olivia Wilde is wearing a white version of this dress that sort of has a big violin shape in the middle and Margaret Zhang is wearing the exact same thing but in black. People were memeing it. It's like the black and blue or like gold and white dress that, you know, took the internet by storm. Obviously, this has blown up. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And there were people that were like, yay, I'm so glad this happened to Olivia Wilde because the internet has a weird hatred for her. Oh, right, because of the Harry Styles and she's a mean girl to Florence Pugh. So tired. I know. I know. There were some funny memes, though, because some people were saying, like, this would never have happened in my 2007 formal group (laughs) chat, which is true because normally, like, if you go buy a formal dress, especially in a small town where I came from, they would always write down, like, who was wearing what dress? Oh, you're going to St. Patrick's, you're wearing the green blah, blah, blah dress. So if someone else from your class goes in to buy the dress, they can be like, just so you know, someone else is wearing this dress and you can't have it. I think if, like, a school formal can pull it together, 
than the Gala can. <laughs> I know, sort it out. But Olivia Wilde responded to this in a really classy way. She just posted on her Instagram story, you know, an image of her, the dress that was inspired her, and Margaret Zhang. And she wrote, great minds, little cool glasses emoji. If you're going to twin with anyone, make it Margaret Zhang. And then Margaret reposted that and then added, cue the strings. And it took me way too long (laughs) to realise she was referencing the violin shape. That's the way to handle a dress double up. Because the last time we had like a big dress double up was at the Oscars when Anne Hathaway won. And Amanda Seyfried, who were in the same movie, found out the day before they had very similar dresses, which is why Anne Hathaway ended up in that pink Prada dress that looked like it had her nipples erect because it was a last minute thing. I mean, at that stage of the game, you're like, I just don't want to know. I want to wear the dress I picked. At least I know it looks nice. Okay, another big talking point from the Met was some photos that emerged from inside. Now, normally photos are forbidden, the same with smoking, but I feel like a lot of that was getting thrown out the window because mm-hmm. we do have a few little run-ins. So it was a night of famous exes reuniting. So yesterday you were touching on the Robert Pattinson, yes. Suki Waterhouse, Kristen Stewart, FK Twigs. Did I leave anyone out? <laughs> yeah, big square there. Yeah, situation. But inside the Met Gala we got some photos of none other than Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson having a little chat, having a little joke, which is a little bittersweet for people who love them together, which is me because I have no life, <laughs> remembering that how they walked the carpet together last just last year. year. But Wild. it wasn't their first carpet because they went to an event the night before because Kim Kardashian wanted her first red carpet photos with Pete to be with her for the dark hair. She's a genius. I know, that I mean, woman is a exactly. genius. And she doesn't even care to admit it. She was like, we had to walk that first carpet so we could have photos of my dark hair. And then she went back to the hotel room and spent over 12 hours the night before the Met Gala in the hotel bathroom on the floor getting her hair platinum blonde so that she and Pete could walk the Met Gala together. Respect. So we saw those photos and it looked like a really intense story was being told or a joke was being told. It made me kind of sad they weren't together anymore. I thought it was really cute too. I don't know why I didn't really care or like not care about them as a couple. I was just like, yeah, this is fun. Pete Davidson's doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, and I think that's how most people would react. Like not everyone wants to go down the whole Austin Butler, Vanessa Hudgens thing where you're together for nearly a decade and then you just pass each other without making eye contact. So that happened. What made these photos even more interesting is the usher of it yeah. all. So <laughs> What are they the- talking about? <laughs> it's these two lovers having a little catch up and obviously all eyes are on them and whoever got those photos and shared them was like, this is gold. And there's Usher just in the middle of this couple having a chat. What's also interesting is that Kim Kardashian has been to two Usher shows at his Vegas residency in the last like week or so. Maybe she's a stan. I think she might be a hardcore Usher stand. Yeah, literally the Fair. whole, all Box. the videos of her, like she's usually on her Instagram and stuff, she's so kind of like cool and just yeah. doing like these like makeup pouts and then at the concert she's just like, ah, Usher, <laughs> take it off. She's like a weird soccer take mom. Take it off. Oh my <laughs> like God, a weird soccer mom at like when like Twilight came out and Jacob was hot, like that kind <laughs> of energy. And so now people are thinking that Kim and Usher are together, although I think he does have a long-term partner. Yeah, so. I feel like it's wife. so weird how we see two people interact and we're like dating Got a day. It's so weird. Look, Kim is one of the most talked about people at the Met Gala. But I have to say this year she was 100% upstaged by multiple people. Sorry, Kim. But mostly by a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> the Met cockroach. So Where the, is that cockroach? The, I want to get it on the pod. I'm sorry to break it to you, Laura, but the Met cockroach is dead. And in terms of New York pests, a cockroach is kind of what you want. You don't want rats. I was going to say rat it's king. actually quite <laughs> rat king. Oh my god, don't get into that. <laughs> I know, literally out of everything that's in New York, like a cockroach is quite quaint and welcome. 
Yeah, and, you know, the manic energy was clearly happening on the red carpet because you had the official photographers, giddy photographers, you know, like real professionals who were treating this cockroach like it was a celebrity. So they were snapping pics and there was one photographer who was pretending to stomp on it as a joke, but they tempted fate because soon after an unidentified person, and they should never identify this person because they're going to get some hate online because the cockroach is now a celebrity, someone did stomp on it. Oh, no. And I just have to read you the Variety tweet. It is with deep sadness that we must report the Met Gala cockroach was stepped on. (laughs) And then they also included, like, a picture of the bug on the red carpet. And they captioned it, Met Gala cockroach, 2023 to 2023. Just his body. No one covered it. I'm just someone getting a little tissue and, like, covering him up. But, you know, someone walked into that museum (laughs) with dead cockroach Cockroach. on their shoe. Someone puts a little chalk outline around him. They goddamn $1,000 Jimmy Choo's. Had some dead cockroach on them. Oh, RIP, my cockroach. We loved you. So after the cockroach died, there was not a lot happening on that carpet. In fact, the event inside had begun and the live stream was sort of wrapping up. The hosts were, you know, recapping the night. And then they decided to promise a big surprise from someone who's kept us waiting before. And obviously that means Rihanna because there's no one in this world that can get away with turning up super late to an event like this except for Rihanna. So for a really long time, the hosts kept padding for time and it was just incredibly awkward. And then all of a sudden, the live stream abruptly ended. They're like, bye, have a good night. And everyone's like, excuse me, we were expecting a Rihanna. You and I came into the podcast studio record yesterday's and we were like, she's not coming. She still wasn't even there. We did a whole podcast and she wasn't there. Exactly. And then as soon as we get up and leave this podcast studio, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky arrived just before 10 p.m., which is about the time the event usually ends. It's Valentino, baby. How are we feeling tonight? Good, good. She was also late to an after party. I mean, that's such a part of her brand at this point. So speaking of after parties, we need to talk about some of the fashion, particularly Irina Shayk, who is, you know, super high fashion, really, really famous model who turned up at an after party wearing sweatpants. Now, I kind of love this because there's nothing better in this world than being comfortable when you party. But Karl Lagerfeld, who the entire Met Gala was sort of in honour of, famously hated sweatpants. He actually wrote in a book in 2013 that buying sweatpants is a sign of defeat. You've lost control of your life, so you brought some sweatpants. Which, you know, he said many a problematic thing that's pretty much on the low end, but I just love the idea of Irina as a fairly well-known, really famous model throw in a little bit of shade. Yeah, it's so hard for me to believe that she did that on purpose. I would love if she did, if she was making a statement and kind of standing with all the minority groups that he called out and said horrific things about and then had to go to this event and celebrate him just to be part of the industry. I would love if that was the case. I mean, I don't know that much about Irina Shayk. She's a bit of a silent supermodel, but... From everything I've heard her say about fashion and where her alliances are, I find it so hard to believe that she did this as a political statement. I just think she looked good. She wanted to be comfortable. It was showing off her abs. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> for sure. He would have hated it either way. He would have hated it. And we can it. take that's that. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. There was actually quite a few people who were wearing outfits that were sort of overtly a political statement, yes. if you will, against Karl Lagerfeld's, you know, history of just like terribly problematic things, racist, fatphobic, all of the things. He also really didn't like pink. He liked the colour, but not in fashion. Yes. He also doesn't like men's leg hair. 
So Pedro Pascal and his little oh little fight Pedro was out there. That been... knee did not come to play. That knee was a political <laughs> statement. Exactly, but you know you had a lot of women of color turning up at the Met Gala wearing pink, which I think was really pointed. So Quinta Brunson in a beautiful pink gown, Viola Davis in just like the most incredible bright hot pink yes, Valentino gown, love. amazing. Precious Lee had a beautiful pink train. Indigenous model Kwana Chasing Horse also had a beautiful pink gown. And I just love the idea of these women making a statement at the event, which is honoring. Exactly. Even like Ashley Graham had a big pink ball gown on. And Carl Lagerfeld notoriously said really hateful things that no one ever wants to see curve or plus size women in fashion or anywhere else. And the tagline that her team gave at her dress was like, Ashley Graham came to take up space, which Mm -hmm. is something plus size women in fashion get told not to do. And it was pink. If anyone making a statement it's all of these women exactly. along with her yeah and then we get into the after parties so look obviously we don't have a lot of footage from inside but a few headlines did come out of it one was that Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny seem to very much solidify mm-hmm. they are a couple they were spotted leaving a hotel together going to an after party together she was wearing like a completely sheer outfit so it was all done for the paparazzi so that's kind of the cool girl way of saying yes we're in a relationship together that's happening Kylie Jenner didn't fare so well because apparently Kendall and Bad Bunny went to a party before her that was being thrown by Doja Cat for <laughs> people is probably still in character and was on the floor drinking She'd a bowl of milk. She'd literally changed outfits yeah. into another cat outfit. Yeah, love, she love has multiple cats. And Diddy were hosting a party together and when Kylie Jenner tried to get in, she was denied entry. And a lot of people were saying that there was some drama going down, but what's come out is that the party was at capacity and she was turned away at the door, which still isn't great if there's a whole bunch of fans and photographers watching you publicly yeah. get turned away. Lots of celebrities roaming the streets, unable to find their car. Jennifer Lopez, RIP, couldn't find her. <laughs> Her driver, Elle Fanning, was running up and down the streets of New York and fans were yelling out, You got this! <laughs> Are you lost? Well, he said he was outside, but I don't think he is. What's the play? Unless there's another entrance. So all the fans and photographers were working together to try and get her in her car. So lots of wild stuff going down. Kim Kardashian's pearl dress disintegrated as she was, like, coming from the Met Gala to an after party. So a bit of a wild time. No big scandals, but... I'm sure the skims underneath that dress held up well. Yes, they did. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. Our executive producer is GM Whalen. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye.